But once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swaggerjacking some of his his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. Not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WHUTs after further review. Welcome back to 88.3 WHUTs after further review. We're into college and NFL football's winners and losers with David the Man and God Harris. Luckily, he's back on the phone line. Go ahead, David. Yeah, I had a quick audible there. It's the 30-second timeout, but we'll get right into it, winners and losers. And we talked about the first big winner, Georgia Bulldogs, back-to-back national championships, led by 37-year-old Stetson Bennett, who he says he wants to be drafted as a quarterback. We'll see. Probably, I don't think he'll be a first-round draft pick. We'll probably hear his name on day two. I don't. I, you never know. The last Georgia quarterback that was – you know, in the league, did pretty well. The last couple, you know, technically Justin Fields did play at Georgia, and we know how we'll get to the Bears a little bit later in the segment. But, yeah. That's right. Well, I, I would say this. I think the Lions should possibly look at getting him on uh, day three. He'd be the backup to Jared Goff. I, I can see him going – I can see him going third round, late third round, Hate to say it, everyone, but he's kind of the kind of guy that Bill Belichick will look like. He'll be like, you know what? Just to tick everyone off, come to New England. Because why not? So, but I imagine, like like we talked about last segment, there's going to be a lot of Georgia Bulldogs that we hear throughout the NFL draft. Shout out to all the players that had a dog in them. Switching to the pro game, well, We'll keep it local. This is kind of an AFR kind of winner section. So, first, the Detroit Lions tried to tell Frank last week that they were going to beat the Packers. <laughs> Red, they're not in the playoffs because of what happened in Seattle. Um, but, yeah, you, they ended the season on a high note. And, granted, if it wasn't for Mike Tomlin with his Magic Act, I think a lot of people would say Dan Campbell, Coach of the Year. But, Shout out to the Lions. There's nowhere, there's literally nowhere to go but up from here. Because you're going to have a healthy Jameson Williams all next year. Amon Ross St. Brown is basically an unsung hero. I should wide receiver number one. You have at least two good running backs. All you have to do is figure out, hey, do we want to have Jared Goff as our long-term quarterback? I think, I think he's going to be the guy for now because I don't think there's really anybody who – is a bona fide starter for, for this team, at least at the top of the draft. I know they got the sixth pick. I don't think Levis or um, uh, Bryce Young is going to be available. And C.J. Stroud, I've, I'm hearing scuttlebutt that he may actually stay at Ohio State for another year. Take it for what it's worth. I wish the Bears could draft him. <laughs> who, knows what hap- who knows what happens there. But also, me as a Lions fan, look, I know they didn't get in the playoffs because of what happened, but I told people, look, this is what happens when you put your fate in somebody else's hands. How many times have we talked about that on this show in years past? But 
And but of course, I'll, I'm happy finishing with a winning record and throwing Sharon Rogers into a garbage can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you didn't pick him for the pick him though. You, you didn't have faith. Well, again, in Lambeau at night, Packers had a chance to win, get in the playoffs, and then basically that have. that man pooped a hammer. You didn't have you didn't, you have, didn't faith. have faith. Man, you know what? Show, show, yeah, it was a show-me game. They showed me that they can win in these types of games. So I'll say progress has been made, and progress is going to continue to be made. Mm-hmm. Okay. Keep going. Speaking, of pro- speaking of progress made, Derek, your Chicago Bears made progress and ended up with the number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. Um, we you know, text a little bit back and forth. Now that C.J. Stroud might not go, into the draft, I, at all intents, everyone's saying, you know, Bryce Young is going to be that number one overall draft pick. I still think you're basically just Justin Fields 2.0. You're giving him no weapon. Who? Chase Slate, Justin Fields. Well. If you draft him at number one. Who? Justin Fields or? Yeah, if, you dra- if the Bears draft Fields at number one, who is he going to throw to? Because you gave away your 32nd pick. Thank but Fields is already on the team. Fields is. What do you mean, drive Justin Fields? He's already on the oh, team. Oh no, sorry, Bryce Young. Oh well, the, the thing is, is this, is this: you need a quarterback that can throw. He can't throw. He can run. He's entertaining. He's. I, I think he's more of an athletic Mitch Trubisky. That's just me. I think he can do well between the twenties. He can make some couple of big plays. But in this, in during the regular season, when he came to the fourth quarter, when they loaded the box and put a spy on him and forced him to throw. He couldn't make the throw, and sometimes the receivers were open, and he does miss reads. I think he can be a good quarterback, but if you're thinking he's going to be a Jared Allen or a great quarterback, ain't happening. That's just that's just me, and I think that, that, that that's what the Bears are looking for. If they're trying to really go all out and look for somebody like a Patrick Mahomes type of quarterback, and I'm not saying C.J. Stroud might be like that, but it's not Justin Fields. You can give him an offensive line. You can give him a bunch of receivers. Will the record improve? Yeah. But to what extent? If this dude is such a special talent, why were the Bears so bad? And then they lose like nine in a row? I mean, come on. Tom Brady didn't always have talented receivers, but he was still getting the Super Bowls. And granted, he had a great defense. But that's the thing I'm saying right now. The dude cannot throw. He's not a very accurate thrower. And you have to be able to throw in the NFL. That's just me. I, I think he's entertaining. I think he, I mean, something that concerns me is him being, you know, most rushing yards by a quarterback. How long is that going to sustain? You know that, David. How long can he take those hits? That's Those are the concerns that I, if I'm the Bears GM looking at, can this guy throw accurately? Can he get receivers open? Even if I do get him some targets. But the fact of the matter is he likes to run a lot and he's getting banged up. He, I don't think he played in the last game. How long can he sustain those hits? And as we've seen, those quarterbacks don't don't last. You'll get four or five good years, and then after that, their production just falls flat on its face. You want a quarterback that's going to be productive for at least a good 12 to 14 years. I don't see that from Fields. Maybe you do, but I don't. Go ahead. No, I was just kind of, kind of put a ball on this. If you are, you know, the new Bears GM or kind of – Kind of in that in that war room, who would you say? Would you say get Bryce Young in as the number one overall pick? Uh, 
possibly, or CJ CJ Stroud is there. That the guy. Or would you do what the Bears did and trade down and see if you can get the man that you want at two or three? Hey, I would. I, it all depends. Could you trade Justin Fields? You got that number one pick I'm, and see if you can trade down, get picks, and then trade Justin Fields and get more picks, and then maybe get a different quarterback. I mean, you gotta you gotta really rebuild. I mean, it's a lot of holes you gotta fill. And I totally understand that. And some people are saying that basically the outside part of the line is good. It's just the inside interior part was bad. But the fact of the matter is, is that you already have a solid running game. You don't need a running quarterback. The running game is fine with Herbert and Montgomery. Line needs a little bit of work. Cole Komet I thought was pretty solid as a tight end, and even Justin Fields in the games he was missing them. I mean that's just that's just how I I know I'm the only the lone guy, but I don't see no Aaron Rodgers in this guy. Aaron Rodgers doesn't lead the league in rushing, but time after time, except this year, the Lions got him. And look, well, wait a think about this, David. He lost his best receiver, and they were still competing for the playoffs with Aaron Rodgers. That's where you can tell someone's once in a lifetime generational talent, not a flash in the pan. And diving in the rough, and the one that they actually finally drafted for the first time in God knows how long. And you know. yeah, but see, that's the thing with the Bears. It's been such so, such so mediocrity, and, and Virginia Hallis is just you know, and, and the McCaskies have just the the thing. You get a guy like Fields, and everybody's happy about it. I mean, it, once again, I, I want the whole cake, not cake crumbs, and that's how I see him is is the, the drizzle off the frosting and cake crumbs. He's sweet. It's a, it gives you a good taste, but I want the whole cake where I know that we can at least compete for at least in a 10-year time span, three to four years where we're Super Bowl champions. I know, you know, every year you're not gonna, that's not going to be possible, but that's how I feel. I just don't think he's the guy. It'll, it'll definitely be interesting because, you know, obviously over the next couple of months, it'll be, oh, yeah. it'll be the good. number one overall pick, and then when we do our draft 1.0, I, I can guarantee my mock draft 1.0, the Bears will not have a quarterback at number one. No. If the Bears are even still at the one at all. Right. No, no, I, I totally. They might trade. Right. I, I, totally, I totally understand that. I, I do. I do. I, I totally understand that. Um, but as I said before, it's, it is it, it is what it is. I I, I just think that, that um, I don't know, that that's just me. I don't think he's the guy, and I and, and and at least, at least I've stood by it. I mean, at least at least yeah. I've stood by it, and I and that's just how I feel. Keep going, David. All right, continuing on, kind of a bear connection. The team that or the team and the man that gave Chicago really that number one pick, former head coach Lovey Smith, who you know that whole Houston Indianapolis game was amazing because everyone's like. Houston needs to lose to guarantee the number one pick. Lovey Smith is like, look, y'all going to fire me anyways because y'all want to do a full rebuild. I want to screw you guys over before you guys screw me over. So shout out to Lovey Smith, Houston Texans, tanked and tanked and tanked all year and pretty much got nothing to show for it other than, oh, you, you found a running back and you found out that your guys have heart. And, you know, yeah, so 
Shout out to Lovey Smith. <laughs> Lovey Smith. I, I feel job. bad for him. Yeah, who was the coach bef- like, before was- him? David, who was the coach? I forget what his name is. And, and two black coaches, by the way, which, you know, I don't like to pull the race car, but I think that's kind of interesting that you hire these guys to this dumpster fire of an organization <laughs> that they're going through. They have no talent. They're, the, the Houston Texans are basically saying, okay, Rooney Rule. Right. We're going to hire a guy. Guy. Yeah, I guess to fire him. Right. And this is where I get mad about the Rooney Rule. I think sometimes. And you know, now I'm gonna go on a tangent. Sometimes with affirmative action, I do believe in giving people a chance. There, there is a reason why there are rules in that. But I've seen this, and this is why I cringe at this. Sometimes people abuse the rule, or just hire somebody that's not qualified for the job, and just say, "Well, we we fit the quota. We hired this black guy." Even though, and I've seen it happen. At, I hate to say it at UPS. You know, the guy's not qualified, but you got to hit the quota. You just hire this guy. But then it turns into, well, see, we hired the black guy and he didn't work out because he wasn't good. Well, did you really hire the right white, the, the, the right black guy? You know, and I, I think at this point, if you're going to hire guys, don't just hire a black guy to hire a black guy or a minority just to hire a minority. Hire the right guy that has the credentials. And if you have to hire a minority, there's plenty of minorities out there that can that could be qualified. Do I think Lovey Smith's a great coach? He's about a C average, a C, C plus because he's with the Bears. Um, but this was a train. This is a train wreck. Like nobody who you could have had Sean Payton with the Texans and they're not winning a lot. And I, that's where that kind of angered me a little bit. You gave the one guy. I can't think of his name. The coach for the, the Texans before Lovey. David Cully. That's what I thought. David Cully wanted to be a coach for years. And a lot of times you got to take your opportunity where you get your opportunity. And it was just. It was it was doo doo. It was just straight. Which is crap because it's always we get the no not to share that rant, but you always give the you know the minority coaches the crap crap opportunities. But then boom, Jeff Saturday. Hey, well that's a crap opportunity crap too. But the Broncos, the Broncos, yeah, but the Broncos is is, is a gleaming of, of hope. And, and and obviously Sean, they're trying to interview Sean Payton there with the Broncos. You know Hackett just we proven Hackett wasn't a good coach. We would do with that, but or or you hire the minority and they're there for the ups and downs and the bumps and bruises and they finally get it somewhere where it, it's sustainable. Oh, you weren't winning enough. You're fired. Then you bring in the white guy or the non-minority and then they start winning. And it's like, well, you can't win without trying. It's like you, you got to take your opportunities where it is. That's why I said sometimes I I see the intent of a Rooney Rule. And affirmative action. I totally see the intent and I totally understand it. And it's to give, unfortunately, people out there need these type of rules to at least get somebody a chance to get an interview. But then people go in there and then abuse it or just hire someone as a quota filler. That's where it becomes a slap in the face. And you're not hiring the most qualified guy or girl, it may be. Because it is also Title IX, too, you know, not in football, but in other sports, you know, you got to hire women. But it just it just does that. And it just like to me, it starts to become where it gets used against the people that it's supposed to help. Like, see, we did hire the guy. The guy sucked. All right. Let's bring in my own guy. And let's be honest with you in the coaching world and in the business world. A lot of times when people are doing the hiring, they're going to hire the people they're relatable to. Yeah. yeah but I mean, also another coach who's kind of uh, getting the short of the stick, Steve Wilkes. 
I mean, he only lasted one year in Arizona, although he was basically given a garbage roster to begin with. And then they fired they fired him after a year. And he doesn't even get a – I don't think he even got a fair shake in Carolina. He was the interim coach. Guys – they trade. They traded away Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. He, but you know what? The players played for him, right? And, and, and Told I got him they respect him. But David Tepper said, hey, "Nope, I want star power, so you're not getting a chance." Now, sometimes things work out for the best, and sometimes you know God is looking out for you. Some some situations are just not the the best for you, and in the long run, when you look at it, you're like, "Oh, get the heck out of there!" And I think that's the thing. The players played for him, but it's about ownership. And the ineptitude of maybe a GM or something like that. You get those situations that 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 happens. But as I said before, I I've learned from this coaching game. You, you got to be picky about it. And I understand guys want the opportunities, and I understand you grind for so long, and you, you want your chance and to make a paycheck. But I think sometimes I tell people you pick the wrong job. That could be a coach career killer. You got to be real selective, and there's nothing wrong with being selective in in life about things. But ugh. I, I, like I said, Lovey, that's a. I don't know if I was a coach, I would even go to the Texans. Two years, two different coaches. You had the Deshaun Watson fiasco. Ugh. Stay away from that job. Give give that to a rookie, or maybe Cliff Kling, Kingsbury or whatever. Go ahead. Uh, I think I know where Kingsbury's going to go. He's going to end up going to Alabama, being assistant under Saban, rehab his image. image. <laughs> the old, I'm, yeah, I'm here Alabama the, should just have three A's on the on the helmet, you know, or AA alcohol or alcohol anonymous. They have that's just basically rehab for coaches, basically. Yeah, yeah coaches rehab, double A, Saban coaching rehab right. clinic. Because once you go there, and then next thing you know, you win, you look good, and then you back up. Yeah. I think I think that's where Kingsbury is going to end up going. David, continue. Yeah, switching over to losers, starting with a team that had one of these hires that actually worked out great, the Jets and Robert Sala. Um, I put them in the loser section because Joe Flacco decided to screw over the Steelers one more time for good measure. Mm-hmm. Because I I had to watch that game because New York again New York market Jets on one channel, Bills on the other. That game was bad. Like, I know we talked about Monday Night Football. Like, those Broncos, those Broncos Monday Night Football games were bad to watch, and one of them was the worst football game I've ever seen in my life. Like, Jets-Dolphins is up there in top five worst football games I've witnessed. Like, that was, that was bad. Like, there's bad, there's ineptitude, there's how Frank thought about the Detroit Lions under Jim Caldwell bad. And then there. Actually, then let's change that to under Matt Patrasha bad. <laughs> I mean, you wanted them both fired, so that. A couple more minutes. Another head coach. Again, I don't know what it is about minority coaches in this winning losers. Brandon Staley with the LA Chargers. Under no circumstances in a meaningless game do you play your starters. Like, Baltimore knew that, and. Like, granted, they were even playing for seeding, and they knew not to play the majority of the starters. Bills kind of knew that. They rested some of their guys. Jets rested players. Like, why are you, as a head football coach in Week 18, knowing that you're playing Wild Card Weekend, Super Wild Card Weekend, why are you out there with your starters? And then one of your wide receivers, Mike Williams, gets hurt. 
and he may not be back unless you make the Super Bowl. Like, that's, that's a fireball offense. And you can go through all the uh, sports talk radio. Everyone was like, Brandon Staley, what the bleep are you doing? Brandon Staley deserves to be fired for this. Brandon Staley doesn't deserve to be a head coach. You know, like, it, yeah. Just rush the starters. In a meaningless game, rush the starters. That, that's a life lesson for any coach. If the game doesn't matter and it's the end of the season, give young guys playing time. That's true, yeah. The inevitable happens. Someone's going to get hurt, and then you're going to be blamed for it. Cody saying, your friend Cody saying that uh, about Hugh Freeze situation, and he thinks Justin Fields has star potential, just doesn't have a supporting cast. Like I said, I think he has entertainment potential. He's very entertaining, but he can't throw. And and I've seen it in game against, prime example, against your Lions. Fourth quarter, need him to have a winning drive. He couldn't throw the ball down the field. Yeah. And, and the Lions had a pretty decent defense. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I, I to me, you're not a star if you need to have a whole bunch of handicaps. Well, he doesn't have this, he doesn't have that. Well, there's a lot of times Justin Herbert on the Chargers is making them competitive, and he doesn't have a lot of things. But, yeah. Well, Justin Herbert kind of falling off a cliff, and everyone thinks that, you know, he's his boy wonder. Yeah. He, he may be more, a little bit more barked than bites this second season. I don't know if that's that second season syndrome or, you know, because we can't keep blaming injuries for everything when a player looks bad. Right. Um, a team that's, fallen, that's really fell off the cliff, really the second half of the season, the Tennessee Titans, a team that I thought was yeah, going to minutes, win David. the division at the beginning of the season. And, yeah, Titans just fell off a cliff. They deserved to they literally fumbled their way out of the playoffs. Congratulations to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Your um, pet team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know the Doug Peterson era getting off to a great start. Again, more bash at Urban Meyer that this team went, you know, only won two games last year. That's another hilarity. Um, Arizona Cardinals. We talked about them, and they finally um, got rid of their coach. Kingsbury and yep. long time coming and GM left. Um, now there's anonymous players coming out and saying that Kyler is overhyped and wasn't worth the contract that he got. Which we talked about that in the off season. So I just want my receipts to be known. And awards, Robert Tyler. I said, eh, why are we paying this guy with all the yeah? So that's a trade wreck in Arizona. That was de- that was destined to happen and. Let me finally broke, and then the last loser for me, the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> they they just find ways to one keep themselves in the media, and two just find ways to drive ratings. Because the way that they not even that they lost to Washington, which you know week eighteen, probably another team that could have rested their starters because they were locked in the wild card seat, anyways. Um, yeah, and now Dallas gets to face Tom Brady, which well, if we do a pick em block of the week, Tom Brady's never lost against the Cowboys. He's not losing this year. So, like, it, it was Super Bowl or bust, and they may go off Super Wildcard weekend. Like, <laughs> and Mike McCausey's not going to get fired because, you know. I, I honestly, th- I, David, I think, I mean, I'll, I'll give my pick next segment. But I think McCarthy's coaching for his job because 
I think Sean Payton secretly wants to go to Dallas, and if they lose to, if they lose this weekend, Jerry Jones is not going to be hesitant to pull a Vince McMahon and say you're fired. Nice, that'll be a possibility. Anything else, David? Because we got to wrap it up. Nope, that's it for my winners and losers for the last two full football weekends of college and the pros of 2023 season. Yeah, and you were right about the Cardinals. I'll give I'll give David credit. He was right about the Cardinals. They yes, were, he was. They were doo doo trash. Um, and also, like I said, Justin Fields. I want to see what happens in the pro combine if they can start getting rumors of a better quarterback than him i go for him i know i might be a justin Fields hater but i i just don't i don't see it i don't i i want aaron Rodgers. i'm tired of aaron Rodgers or sharon Rodgers. you can call him all he wants but he owns the bears and that's just the way i feel but here but i think also that it might be the is this the end of sharon Rodgers in green bay i don't really care if it's the end of him i want to i want the beginning of something in chicago and yeah. it ain't with justin fields period all righty then all right, take a commercial break. I'm going to try to charge up this computer here. I forgot my charger, so we got a good hour in on the show, but the MacBook, is the battery is low. Ooh, ooh. But we'll take a quick commercial break. Last segment, what is it, Wild Card Weekend? Yep, we'll uh, kind of talk about some um, storylines in each game, and we'll even just throw some picks in just for the fun, fun of it. it. All right, take a quick commercial break. Listen to 88.3 of cheese. After further review, we'll be back. After this, also make sure if you miss a segment, you listen to SoundCloud and iTunes. WHT's had a further review with a picture of Frank Bash and a horse's head.